be in fear. I'm sick and tired of doing the things that I have been doing all my life. Namaz five times a day praying didn't help me. None of the parts of Islam helped me. And then something happens to that person, a touch or a breeze or in a form of a wind. I know it is Jesus. Maybe you are sitting here today and you are saying, I need that transformation because I don't want to be stuck in this place anymore. Now this is the biggest harvest time. This is the revival time for God to come and change everything. Welcome to Dream Church, where all nations come together to become a part of God's family. Join Ishik as she shares some of her most personal stories and takes us on a journey to go deeper in our walk with Jesus Christ. Dear friends, it's so good to be with you today, Dream Church. I am just welcoming you with love of Jesus Christ. And this church, Dream Church, is all nations, all people, all colors, all denominations. Everyone is welcome. Some people have been writing to me and they have been saying, uh, is our uh, sexual preference matter does it does it matter to you can we come if i am a lesbian can can i come if i am a bisexual or homosexual can i come to your church i'm like of course you can jesus christ died on the cross for you this is a message of love come as you are don't stay as you are god is going to show you his truth he is going to do things in your heart my job is to preach the truth and welcome everyone welcome every single person on the face of the earth they are welcome here ISIS member yes you are welcome you need to hear about love of Jesus Christ you are a homosexual yes you are welcome you have to hear about the truth of Jesus Christ everyone is welcome nobody is kicked out it's not my job to convert people it is not my job to change people it is my job to preach the truth of the gospel what God says not what I say so my opinion doesn't matter God's opinion matter to us and we are embracing and loving and caring everyone here Today I just want to talk to you from the bottom of my heart, from some life experiences and one of them is being selfish and how God started dealing with my selfishness. You know, I always want to be transparent before you. I always want to tell you what happened in me and with me and how God rebuked me and changed me so you can know that a perfect person is not speaking to you here. Very imperfect person, but under the construction of the Holy God is speaking to you because God had done so much in my life. And one of the things that changed the entire course of my marriage and relationships that I have is getting rid of my selfishness. Getting out of my me zone changed so much in my life and in my ministry as well. Today, you can see the fruit in the ministry just because I gave up my selfishness. And there were true friends that had to come into my life and tell me, Ushik, we, we, are, we were praying and they said, you know, you need to repent of your selfishness because all I am hearing is right now about your marriage. You want us to pray for your marriage, but all I am hearing is me, me, me. All I am hearing is how I feel, 
how I think, what I, what it should be according to my opinion and all these things that we are hearing right now is so self-centeredness and so selfishness. So if you want to go anywhere with the Lord, you need to get rid of that. And I was like, yes, I'm selfish. I confess that I am selfish, Lord. And I would just break down in tears and crying and repenting and asking God's forgiveness. But the good news is, there are two good news. We are all selfish, okay? We are all in the flesh. What flesh thinks is first is desires, is feelings. And flesh wants to be comforted. Uh, we want to have indulgence and pleasures. Why? Because we want to feed the flesh. We keep like spoon feeding the flesh. But on the other side, Bible also talks about the spirit person. The more we feed the spirit, the flesh starts shrinking, shrinking, shrinking to a point that you start being in so much self-denial. And you know, when we pray, more of you, God, less of me, that starts happening. The more of him, less of me. The more of him, less of me. And I want to tell you today, imitating Christ's humility, imitating Christ's humility from uh, Philippians chapter 2. So starting from verse 1, and I'm going to tell you a very good story. You're going to love it. Please stay with me. You're going to listen to this story, okay? But first, the scripture. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, any encouragement, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if anything, if any tenderness and compassion that make my joy complete, like being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, Consider others better than yourselves. Consider others better than yourselves. Consider others better than yourselves. I keep saying this because there's a reason. So my husband takes me out for a date, like recently, a few weeks ago, okay? And all day Saturday, I work, work, work. All week I worked, so some of my nights ended, work nights ended at 11 p.m. This is how much I work. And one day, at least, I do like nothing. I take my Sabbath. So it's good, but this is one of this was one of the weeks that it was not enough. You know, one of the, the, those days that you just want to be in bed and you don't want to do anything. You just want to like, oh, I don't want to even move my finger. I don't want to answer any messages. I don't want to do anything. And this, this was one of those days. So after all this day, Saturday, again, work, 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 and then he said, you work so much, honey. I want to take you out to a date, for a date. Let's go out and let's stop everything. You need, you need some rest. And I'm like, yes, you're right. Let's do that. So we went and he found, he Googled and everything. He found this little place and I told him, please don't take me to a place that I have to dress up. I'm so tired. I, I don't want to you know, put the makeup on. Just take me like this somewhere that can take me like this. And I want to be like casual. You know, I love casual. And he's like, okay, don't worry. So he takes me to this little cafe type of a nice 
very very European looking place I mean almost like you the moment you went inside you are like wow this is like a little cafe in Paris kind of a place so I was so happy that he he did initiative, you know, he took me to the... I said, honey, you know, I learned over the years in a marriage. Great job! You took me here. Beautiful place, honey. I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we sat down and then it's so romantic. There's a, like a little, you know, all these beautiful, clean, nice music is playing. And a lot of people in our age range and even older, they are just enjoying their time there. And it's very romantic. So after everything I've been through, all the abusive marriages and everything, now I'm enjoying after everything I've been through in a Christian marriage. Now, in the last couple of years, we are really loving each other instead of well, choke each other, enjoying our marriage. So how wonderful is that, right? And he holds my hand. And he's looking into my eyes. There's a candlelight. I am like, everything is perfect. I am not kidding you i am ready to cry this is how was how much i was touched i was like in my heart thinking lord thank you for giving me this after everything i've been through and he looks at into my eyes and he holding my i don't know what possessed my husband at that very moment suddenly this man comes to me like best look holding my hand looking into my honey and everybody's hearing us in a little place. Listen to this. Honey, now on, we are not going to buy our toilet papers from the supermarket. Kmart is selling them three bucks cheaper if we buy them in box. And I just look at this guy and everybody like, it was like an announcement or a commercial of Kmart selling toilet paper cheaper than three bucks cheaper than the supermarket that we were shopping so I look at him I'm like wow this is very romantic you know I didn't know that I reminded you so much toilet paper suddenly I don't know why and he just came back to his senses and he's like oh I'm sorry I'm like, that's okay, I, after 10 years or 11 years of marriage, I think this is what happens. Your romantic moments can go maybe 10 seconds, but then right into toilet paper business. And he's like, no, 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 I promise you, 10 minutes pass, maybe five minutes, not 10 even. He started talking about gas prices. And I am like, okay, you know, I am trying to just <laughs> to go along with the gas prices and toilet paper prices in a very nice place after a whole day hard work and in the ministry, you know, God's work. Anyway, I then, you know, we laughed together at that. He stopped himself and we laughed together. It was such a pleasant night again. You know, we left and we were like, we were driving back home and we, I was just thinking in my heart, if it was two years ago, the reaction that I would give him probably like would lead us into a fight. Two years ago, not too long. You know, people talk about their five years ago, 10 years ago, and sometimes people never talk about what bad happened in their marriage because everybody is perfect. They post on the Facebook all these flowers. My husband brought me this. He took me to this place. Everything's perfect. And we have this such fake pretense, okay? I want to be that person that I talk, I could talk to you about yesterday, how I failed. 
I want to be that person. It is revolutionary. Somebody wrote to me, this is revolutionary. Then nobody talks about our mistakes. We all want to look good. But here we go. This is like happening like two, three weeks ago. And I wanted to tell you this because we were teaching about Isaiah and everything, all this serious stuff. But then we are living in a real world here. And I wanted to share this with you. But on, on the way, we are driving back home. And I said, thank you, Lord. How much you took me from me in the last two years to brought me in a place that I could just jump. I, I mean, I could just make a joke about it. But I could really get ugly and say, what? What's the matter with you? You brought me here after all this time and you know, blah, blah, blah. And it would end up and he would say, okay, I said it, so what? You know, and then we could just go insane uh, to, to that place that it would ruin our entire weekend. But I learned to appreciate him and consider him better than me to make the marriage not only work, but make it a fun. Even when my husband is holding my hand, looking into my eyes, in that very romantic atmosphere, he's talking to me about the toilet paper prices. And this could be something, I don't have to laugh after five years thinking about that. This could be something that I can laugh about it at that very moment. And I wouldn't let that to ruin my day and my night. And this scripture that I have read to you, and the story is not over, it's even going to get more hilarious, but this is real life story. I'm not trying to be a clown here. But if, if I give you a few laughter, that's okay. This is my life. And I embrace it. And I love it. And I have joy in my life. And I love my husband. I just love him. I adore this man that who loves to talk about toilet paper prices and gas prices on our date. But tell you the truth, if it was our first date, probably we wouldn't have a second one. <laughs> but this is not our first date. So, and then he says here in Philippians chapter 2, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be something to grasp, but made himself nothing. I mean, he, he, he's saying he is so simple. Who was God? Who is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? He didn't consider himself anything. He didn't say, I'm King of Kings. I am Lord of Lords. Excuse me. So for me to say, Excuse me, sometimes we get into that entitlement place. Even I see people are writing to us sometimes, if we are a little late in responding, if anything, this excuse me, I cannot be treated like this place, so selfish, so self-centered. And before you go to any further, you know the problem because they are so into themselves. They don't even care what you've been through or how many thousands of messages you, you have been answering or how many uh, hundreds of people out there, they are hurting and suicidal, just like you maybe. 
but they don't care because it's such me mentality. I want it, I want it yesterday, and I want it the way that I want. And it is in the church, it is amongst the believers. This is why many, 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 many believers are miserable because we have this self-centeredness and you know, selfish place that nobody else matters. I don't care how much Ushik works or how much sometimes people say, I care, I, I really want to care, I care for your time, I care what you do. They don't, they really don't. And we see it, Pam sees it, people attack her, you know, and then she's so selfless. If one person that I learned after Jesus' selflessness is Pam. And she was the one telling me that I was selfish with her husband during our counseling for me to... <laughs> I repent! I repent! I was like weeping. I am selfish. But such a selfless person and people even attack her. You know, you didn't write to me. You didn't do this. You didn't... Oh, well, 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 well. If you don't... If you are not going to treat me like this, if you are not going to write to me right away, then maybe I shouldn't be with you. You know, all this kind of talk immediately shows the problem, where the problem is originating, where the problem is coming, and when we go to the root of it, when we, we want to be delivered, we want to be free, we need to also take some responsibility. Because it is not always what we've been through and who abused us and what they did wrong to us. It is. But then it comes to a place that I have to take what I know and what I've been through and to do something about it. Otherwise, we are stuck in our lives, the same corner, same place, over and over and over. And then we look back. The saddest thing is years pass. And we miss it. We miss life. We miss joy. We miss the blessings of God. And if only we consider others better than ourselves. And instead of looking into ourselves, me, 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 what I expect, what I want, to turn our eyes on Jesus and looking at his beautiful attitude, beautiful person, Jesus Christ. And I say, I want to be like you. And we say that, I want to be like Jesus. Really? Do you really want to be like Jesus? He was abused too, you know, he was spit on, slapped on the face, kicked on the floors, tortured physically, verbally. And yet he said, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. And his eyes were not into himself. His eyes were always fixed on his father, his source. His love, his obedience, not my will, your will be done. And I just want to encourage you today that please, please, if you really want to be like Jesus, then you need to understand that it is a walk, it is a sacrifice, it is a decision, it is a place for us to get ourselves out of our comfort zone to a place that's really selfless, really giving, truthful, and loving. And 
you know, following week, my husband said, Saturday, this time I didn't work this Saturday, I took the entire day off. And, you know, I want to be very wise to not to come to a burnout place. And I took that day off and he said in the afternoon, give me another chance. <laughs> I said, I don't need to give you another chance. It was great. It was a great time. I had fun. And he's like, no, no, I blew it. You see, now he comes. He's so sweet. And he, he's like a little boy and he says, I want another chance. But if I acted out and I was not behaving well, it wouldn't, he wouldn't come to me again. He was like, forget it. Well, he comes very sweet, very nice. Give me another chance. And I'm like, okay, let's go. This time I dressed a little nicer. I put the lipstick on and we went to the same place again. And we were not hungry, we ordered a little appetizer, and in that appetizer, there was a chili pepper. And my husband and I can eat pretty spicy food, but this must be really, 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 really spicy, because my husband took a bite, and I saw him having smokes coming from his ears and his nostrils. Not only that, because he touched his rub, he rubbed his fingers to the... Um, chili pepper then he he, he he was having tears and he squeezed his eyes with his fingers oh boy he started crying I mean he had his eyes were swollen he was just his mouth was burning and I was trying not to laugh because this was our second date in the same place and then he started drinking water because he was, his mouth was burning. He was putting his napkin inside the water and cleaning his eyes. I mean, like, it was like so terrible. And again, God was reminding me, consider others better than, I mean, what's the matter with you? No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I had to show sympathy. I mean, I had to show empathy. I had to show compassion. And then that night was like that too, okay? So next day, Sunday, uh, during the afternoon, his eyes were healed and he was feeling better. He's like, let's go out. I'm like, no, <laughs> this time I'm serious. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to stay home for some reason. I want to stay at home. Can we eat like in the back porch and just do nothing? And he's like, oh yeah, of course. He didn't get offended or anything. So we prepared our meals, took two trays, we have two rocking chairs, we sat down, I was in my PJs and he was in his, you know, shorts and very casual, we sat down, our trays are on our laps and I just look at him and he looked at me, I said, we look pitiful. <laughs> we really look very old, very pitiful, look at us. But we were happy and then he's like, hold on, hold on, I have an idea. And he runs in, inside the house and he brings two candles to put on the porch. And I'm like, oh no, where are the, where's the fire extinguisher in this house? But please don't be afraid, nothing happened, praise God, he put candles on the floor. He, he has been really trying, he has been trying. But we had the, one of the, I mean, we had salad and, and he made burgers without buns. So we are trying to watch our carb intake. And salad and hamburger without buns. And we were like putting the trays on our laps, on our, on our chair. And two individuals that who loves each other 
and who accepts each other, who has so much grace and mercy for each other, was we were enjoying our time together. Today I just want to speak to you and speak to your life. Uh, the times that, I mean the most miserable people that I know are the most selfish people. And some, sometimes during our time in the ministry, we counsel and minister to a lot of people. The hardest ones that they want to, they can get out of uh, certain issues, life issues and struggles are the ones that they, they are attention seekers. Attention, just attention. And we understand, we love people, we embrace, we hug them, we talk to them. You know us, we want to talk. But at the end of that, we want to see that they are turning to God from themselves and giving everything to Jesus and taking a step of faith to overcome their struggles. And most of the time we see in a lot of victim attitudes, people are very selfish, that they have this feeling. And I was in that place, so I'm not saying in a point of judgmentalism, or legalism or condemnation I'm saying in a place that if I could get out of that zone of selfishness give attention to me 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 you can too and when we can when you can it is such a sweet place that it, it brings you to a place of freedom that and freedom of knowing that you are an overcomer you are not a victim anymore. Today, only one passage I read to you. Consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look into other person's interests, not in your own interests. Your attitude should be the same as of Christ Jesus, who, in, who being in appearance of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, made himself nothing, made himself nothing. Taking the, taking the very place of a servant who found in appearance as a man, humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow on heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to glory God the Father. Just because he humbled himself. You see, selflessness and humility goes together. Selfishness and pride goes together. So attention seekers, selfish people are victims always. But overcomers, are they are not only overcomers of the abuse or unfortunate events, but they are overcomers also themselves. Selfishness. So today I invite you, seek the Lord, pray to Him, Ask him and invite him. God bless you. I love you. 
Today's broadcast has been brought to you by Ishik Abla Ministries. Ishik is a former abused Muslim woman who was transformed by Jesus Christ. Now she is sharing the good news to Muslims and a revival message to America. To learn more about Ishik, please go to isikabla.com. Again, that's isikabla.com. Please contact us at info at ishikabla.com. Again, that's info at ishikabla.com. Join us for Revival.